Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Channel 7, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sines with you as we get ready for week nine of the NFL season. The season continues to progress on and looking forward to some really appealing NFL matchups this coming weekend. And of course, joining me once again is my co-host Jarrell Worthy. Jarrell, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing excellent, bro. Um, I'm excited to talk about some football today. Um, It's a bright and sunny day. Uh, it's a lot going on in the world right now, but at least we know for certain we get to talk about some football today. So I'm excited about that. That is well said. We get to chat about some of these intriguing matchups as well as the trade deadline. Jarrell, it came and gone Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time deadline was the cutoff for teams to discuss potential deals. And there was some rumors floating around out there. Now, considering other years and recent off seasons, this year's trade deadline was pretty quiet. A lot of NFL fans not too happy about the lack of actions. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, considering that the caps are probably going to plummet considering COVID-19. So teams are unwilling to take on large contracts. And so that probably swayed some teams away from making some blockbuster trades. But there were a couple and One of the ones that caught my attention, Jarrell, was the Saints and 49ers trade that was agreed earlier this week. It's going to send Quan Alexander, the all-pro linebacker, to the New Orleans Saints in exchange for Kiko Alonso and a conditional fifth-round pick. Now, I do like this trade a lot, Jarrell, for the New Orleans Saints. This is a team that their secondary has clearly been lackluster. Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, Lattimore has had an offseason. But I feel like solidifying the linebacker position with a player like Quan Alexander, who's a dynamic sideline to sideline backer that can be paired with Alex Anzalone and Demario Davis. We know how good those two guys are already. And if you're the New Orleans Saints drill, you have to be excited because yes, while Quan Alexander has struggled with injuries and that's why really San Francisco wanted to cut ties with him was because 
His contract's pretty hefty, and he can't stay on the field. But when he is, he's a difference maker. And when you put a guy like Quan Alexander next to Demario Davis, who is a really effective pass rusher, that gives Dennis Allen some options on defense for New Orleans. And in the end, I think this is a move that could really move the needle in their favor as the playoff race gets going. Yeah, like, to be honest with you, this was a move that was solely for the Saints to be uh, in competition with Tampa Bay. Um, I don't, I know they didn't think that they were going to start off like this, but, um, you know, Tampa Bay is starting to, to, to catch, catch steam and their, their, their offense looks very effective. So this move right now is to, to be able to stop all the weapons that Tampa Bay has. Um, uh, we know that Kiko Alonso has, has struggled a little bit in pass coverage. Um, he's more of a downhill, um, in your face, smash mouth type of, type of linebacker. Um, you know, even though he's undersized, he, he loves it. He's been, he's been excellent against the run. His pass coverage has struggled. Um, and Quad Alexander is, is a great, uh, pass, uh, pass coverage linebacker, um, sideline to sideline. He's very, he's very effective. Um, and to be honest with you, um, uh, when I'm thinking about this trade, it just seems like Quan is, it fits right in with the style, with the style and the locker room that the, that the New Orleans Saints have. Um, the Saints know about Quan Alexander being in that division. He's been destroying that division uh, before going out to San Francisco. Uh, it just seems like he fits what New Orleans, uh, what the city is about in that in that whole ordeal. So I'm very excited to see how how everything shakes out. Um, you know, the 49ers unload a, a nice a nice size contract, and the Saints get an opportunity to upgrade their linebacker position to add a pro bowler next to their already pro bowler in Demario Davis. Yeah, the Niners signed Alexander to a four-year, $54 million contract in 2019, but as mentioned, injuries have held the linebackers to just 13 games played as a San Francisco 49er. He's just 26 years old. He's missed the past three games this season due to a high ankle sprain. He was listed as limited in practice last Thursday and Friday. So the Saints clearly feel good about his rehab to acquire him in a trade. But when he's healthy, he is an upgrade for that New Orleans defense. He's compiled 145 tackles in 2016, earned a Pro Bowl bid in 2017, but again, he has not played a full 16-game slate the past four years. But yes, to your point, Jarrell, he played at LSU, so he's going back to Louisiana, and you know he has a lot of fans waiting for him there in New Orleans. So I think that move is an eye-opener for that NFC South division. I like that the Saints were a little bit aggressive and were willing to take on that contract, take on his health risk for a player that could pay dividends for their playoff run. But Jarrell, another trade here that really was a mind-blowing one for Chargers fans because an all-pro corner was traded to an AFC contender, the Tennessee Titans, for just a sixth-round pick, and Chargers fans lost their minds over it. Desmond King, the 25-year-old corner, all-pro. We know he's got upside to play safety as well. Now, the catch is, Jarrell, is that he's in the final year of his rookie contract, is set to become an unrestricted free agent in 2021. So, obviously, that impacted the draft capital that the Chargers were able to get from interested teams. But this is another move, man, that I really like for a team like Tennessee who has really gotten shredded in the past game and they acquire a young corner who's an aggressive, chippy guy that can come up and make tackles for Mike Vrabel. And mind you, they acquired Desmond King and they just cut the veteran Jonathan Joseph yesterday. So clearly they're trying to get things right after that loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, uh, the Tennessee Titans shouldn't be losing to a team like the Bengals. Uh, we're talking about the AFC uh, uh, their AFC championship team. They're, uh, they're guys that compete at a high level um, each and every week. And we know that, you know, Desmond King brings a, 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 an electricity to, their, to this locker room. Um, you know, the loss of Logan Ryan last year for the Tennessee Titans um, when he went on to New York this past offseason – uh, was a very big blow for them in their secondary. We really didn't stress it enough um, as far as our discussions uh, to be had because, um, you know, everybody talked about Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill when it came to the Tennessee Titans, but his departure defensively was a was a, was a a major blow to this Mike Frable defense. Um, and these guys haven't been able to run the same schemes, uh, press man, get up in your face and run the, 
the exotic uh, style blitzes, um, you know, uh, that they're used to to running each and every week. And so um, Desmond King brings a, a, a dynamic to his defense where he can be split out. He can be a safety. He can be a corner. He can be slot um, and he can be able to blitz and, 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 uh, and play at various uh, coverages as well. So it's a it's a major upgrade for the Tennessee Titans. Um, the Chargers must have under, they understood that they wasn't going to be able to, to re-sign this guy in free agency with all the high-profile uh, deep, defensive backs that they already have in their backfield um, at the moment. Uh, it just seems like a pretty good move for them. I would have liked for like to see uh, to see them get a, a higher draft pick for a guy that's so young, uh, uh, being 25 years old. Yeah, I think a fourth, even a fifth would have made more sense, but a six-round pick for the player the caliber of Desmond King, that was a little strange to see. And now there are some reports out there that Anthony Lynn and King didn't see eye-to-eye, so that may have been the, the deciding factor as the Chargers say, you know what, we're just going to ship him off for whatever we can get. And so... That could have been the case as well. Nonetheless, the Titans, they definitely upgraded that secondary with Desmond King. He's appeared in six games this season, three starts for the Chargers, 24 tackles, 19 solo, and one sack. So he hasn't been very productive this year, but I think putting him in that fresh atmosphere in Tennessee will revitalize him a little bit. Now, another couple of trades that happen, minor ones, more for depth. We saw this one on Sunday night, Avery Williamson to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that was a 2022 fifth-round pick sent over to the New York Jets, and the Steelers also acquired a 2022 seventh-round pick along with Williamson. And this is more of a depth move for Pittsburgh. We know they lost Devin Bush, but he will go and be a complimentary piece to that linebacking core with Vince Williams and help solidify that position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So another smart, savvy move from the Roonies and Mike Tomlin, Jarrell, for a Pittsburgh team that remains the only unbeaten squad in the NFL. Yeah, well, they 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 acquire a move like this to add some depth to the linebacking core, but then you add a guy that can play in space. Um, we're talking about, you know, being able to go up against Lamar Jackson because they're going to have to see these guys again. And so I think at the end of the day, uh, we know that the Pittsburgh Steelers are always playing for the end for the end game. Uh, these type of teams in the AFC North, uh, like the Ravens and the Steelers, they know that they're going to be competing uh, coming down to to probably one of the last games of the year between the two. And so it's it's a great move on the Steelers part. Um, you get a guy that's that goes from 0 and 8 to uh, to 7 and 0. And so. At the end of the day, uh, it, it only improves the uh, the mindset and and um, and his ability to to come in and, and impact right away because he's going to be very excited to get into that locker room. Two more trades that were very minor: the Dolphins traded Isaiah Ford to the Patriots in exchange for a 2022 seventh round pick. The Chiefs traded DeAndre Washington, the running back, to the Miami Dolphins. So that was another minor deal but I do want to discuss the Green Bay Packers Jarrell because I do know you are very passionate about those Green Bay cheeseheads and they were the center of conversation yesterday afternoon because they did not make a move for a wide receiver once again this is a reoccurring theme for the Green Bay Packers their fans based off social media are not happy with Brian Gutenkunst and head coach Matt LaFleur because They were rumored to be going after Will Fuller, the deep threat wide receiver from the Houston Texans, but both sides cannot agree on value. Reports out there say that the Houston Texans were looking for a second round pick for Will Fuller, who is in the final year of his rookie contract, and he too is a guy that has not been able to stay healthy, so I don't necessarily agree that a second round pick would have been of value for a player like Will Fuller. I think a fourth-round pick should have been his value, which is what Green Bay was offering the Houston Texans. At the end of the day, Green Bay, they decided to end their pursuit when they could have gotten more aggressive, right? So do you think the Packers are in trouble by not upgrading their roster before the trade deadline, considering their need at wide receiver. And Jarrell, even on the defensive side, this is a team that is still trying to sort out that run defense. 
Uh, well, personally, I think that uh, realistically, they believe in Aaron Rodgers. Um, and to the and to and, and to be honest with you, I'm I'm gonna roll with the decision. Um, I, I think the primary concern needs to be the defense. Uh, these guys needed to find a, a nice little run stopper up front. Um, they have to find a way to to uh, consistently um, get these guys out of a third and short because they've been in a lot of third and short situations defensively all year. And so I just really think that, you know, primarily it should have been the, the defensive side of the ball that should have been the concern. Uh, we know Aaron Rodgers can take five guys out of Costco and be, and be, and be effective. And so like at the end of the day, I'm a roll, I'm a roll with a guy um, who literally uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily need that, that, that high powered, receiver um this this um this team has been proven before that they they don't necessarily need you know guys that are are the 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 big household names they've made guys into household names through the system and by playing with Aaron Rodgers so I'm just gonna roll with Aaron Rodgers and I'm gonna see if these guys can put it together well the thing is is that if I'm the Green Bay Packers I can see fans frustrations because they weren't more aggressive at the deadline there were receivers to be had for the right prize I mean you know AJ Green was a name that was being dangled out there even Randall Cobb and a familiar face to Aaron Rodgers there in Green Bay. You know, there was quite a bit of options out there that Green Bay could have made a move to upgrade that receiving unit. Now, I do know that Alan Lazard is indeed close to return. He underwent core muscle surgery, so he's on his way back. So maybe that could have factored into their decision. But yes, I do not blame the Packers for not giving up a second-round pick for Will Fuller, who is headed for free agency when, in reality, they can just sign him as a free agent because we know Matt LaFleur and Will Fuller have that strong connection from their time at Notre Dame. So I'm sure there's already mutual interest. So who knows? Will Fuller could end up in Green Bay. It just will be later into the year. But anyways, yes, I agree their main issue is on the defensive side of the ball, and that is troubling, Jarrell, because here we are in 2020 in November, and the Packers still have the same exact issue that they had last year, which affected their Super Bowl run is the lack of a run defense. So I think that's inexcusable that they have not upgraded that area, Jarrell. I mean, how do you go a whole offseason, a whole trade deadline without even bringing in another defensive tackle or even a run-stuffing linebacker to put at the center of your defense? That right there, I can certainly understand the desperation and the angst amongst the Packers fans over that. Uh, well, I mean, the Packers always believe in their draft and develop type of system. Like, they've been that way uh, since the Lombardi ages. And so at the end of the day, man, it's it's rare that you see the Green Bay Packers bring in big-time talent. Um, and also, uh, as far as, you know, having guys that they believe in, L- Lazard is going to be coming back. Um, we know that Aaron Rodgers believes in him a lot. We know we've we've heard him talk about him and how he how he really loves this young kid. And so I'm going to be rolling with the Packers here. And I think that the defense is going to find a way to step up uh, when the time comes. I, I think this defensive system is always uh, they're always concerned. Um, when it comes to being in those those very tightly contested games. But I think they're built because they expect to be up in, in games with having this high-powered offense. So we'll see if it proves right uh, in the in the late coming games. Well, I disagree, Jarrell. I think it's going to be their Achilles heel once again. They're not going to make it far in the playoffs. They're already falling apart. They lost to the Vikings on Sunday, and Dalvin Cook absolutely cooked them up as a chef four total touchdowns and so i'm 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 gonna segue into that packers and niners thursday night football matchup because they're gonna open up week nine jarell green bay san francisco there's so many things going on in this matchup okay one jimmy garoppolo's out for at least four to six weeks with a new high ankle sprain so it'll be nick mullins once again George Kittle is out for eight weeks at least, so his season is likely done unless San Francisco can miraculously make the playoffs. Then the Green Bay backfield is absolutely obliterated right now. Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon on the reserve COVID-19 list. 
Obviously, they're not going to be able to play on Thursday. Aaron Jones, the starter with a calf injury, is questionable to play. Kamal Martin, their linebacker, the rookie, will also miss the game because he's on the COVID list. And then right now, news just breaks, Jarrell, that the Niners are closing their facility due to a positive COVID test. So, oh, so man, here we are one day away from game day, and we're having all of this stuff develop. So now we're starting to wonder, is this game going to be played? And, and mind you, San Francisco, they are banged up outside of Kittle and Garoppolo. We know Tevin Coleman has been ruled out. We know Debo Samuel's been ruled out. So it's like, man, we're going to see third stringers, undrafted rookies playing tomorrow night. But Jarrell, we're going to assume the game's going to stay on, all right? And if it does... Who are you going to pick to win this game? I'm going to roll with the Packers, man. I just think that, you know, the 49ers have too many things working against them, too many injuries. Um, I know they're going to come out and they're going to compete hard. You know, just this is a this is a very um, – a, a team that's going to compete to the very end. But I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to finally find a way to beat the 49ers. They've always been the Achilles heel of the, of the Packers. I can say so just from having my history against playing against the team. Um, in the playoffs and in the regular season. So the 49ers are going to come out and compete hard, but I definitely think that Aaron Rodgers finds a way to get this game uh, to get this game under control. And I, I have these guys winning 24-13. Uh, to 13. As much as I want to go with the underdogs and go with the San Francisco 49ers with Nick Mullins under center, he has uh, appeared in four games this season, two starts, 852 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, 70.4 completion percentage. You know I love me some underdog stories going against Aaron Rodgers. And yes, playing in Cali in general has been Aaron Rodgers' kryptonite. But at the end of the day, with everything going on, I'll still go with Aaron Rodgers to get the job done for the Green Bay Packers. 27-16. I can see this game being very sloppy. A lot of penalties because of the players that will be out there and all the starters that will be unavailable. But even without Aaron Jones, and even if the Packers have to go with uh, Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin, I like Green Bay to get it done just because of number 12 being there. 27-16. I'll take the Green Bay Packers to win this game. Now we'll move to Sunday's slate of games, Jarrell, and we open up with a phenomenal matchup. The Giants and the Washington football team. This is a matchup, Jarrell, that I am certain that we are thrilled to watch on Sunday. Two teams battling for the lottery and also still in contention in that NFC East division. Are you going to roll with the football team? Or are you going to take those G-men? I'm going to roll with the football team just because I think these guys have been competitive over the, competitive over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I like what uh, Rivera is going to do. I think that he he's still preaching that we still have a chance to to compete in this division. Um, I think that the Giants took a very a very big blow uh, the other night against the, the Bucks, and I think that that's going to really affect their morale coming into this game. And so I, I'm going to roll with the Washington Football Team in this one and a closely contested game, uh, 17 to 10. I interviewed. Wes Schweitzer, the starting offensive guard for the Washington football team. And I asked him about Ron Rivera and I asked him about the team chemistry and everything that Ron Rivera is doing to establish a new culture. And Wes Schweitzer was very transparent with me and said, man, you know, we love Ron Rivera. We love his fight, his grit. Of course, he had his battle with cancer, going to all those treatments. And he's really instilled the confidence. This is a Washington team that's coming off their bye so they're well-rested. We know they lost Landon Collins in that game against the Dallas Cowboys, so that's a big loss. But I am going to go with Washington to win this game in a close one, 23-20 over the Giants, who also have been very competitive in all their losses. We saw it again on Monday Night Football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Washington's front seven is going to be the difference here, and I'll say the same thing again to you, Jarrell. Daniel Jones has been a turnover machine since he took over as the Giants starter, and when you have Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat coming off the edge against an unstable Giants offensive line that's been up and down, 
I think that's a recipe for many turnovers for this Washington football team. So I think that will be the difference here. Yeah, man, I like the defense, man. I like what these guys have been able to do. Um, I know Ryan Kerrigan didn't get an opportunity to get traded this past uh, deadline. I know they, he wanted to stress and get himself out of there, but now he has a chance to look at the bright side, and you got a chance to, to still compete for this division um, and get yourself to, uh, and your football team in, in playoff contention. So um, I like the Washington football team, and I like these guys to, uh, to be highly competitive this week. And that's also another young player that's emerging for Washington, Antonio Gibson, the rookie running back, fourth-round pick out of Memphis. He continues to carry more of the load as the season progresses. Now the next game here, Chicago Bears 5-3 and three at the Tennessee Titans 5-2. and two. They're looking to bounce back after that terrible loss to the Bengals last week on the road in Cincinnati. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We already talked about the move for Desmond King. They cut Jonathan Joseph. They cut Vic Beasley because he has essentially been a non-factor after paying him $9.5 million, not even a sack. So, both of these teams are coming off losses. One of them needs to get back on track. Who are you going to pick to do that? Man, I'm going to roll with the Titans. Um, I, I just I, I believe that the Titans have um, they have more continuity as a team in, in this type of situation. Um, Nick Foles just continues to prove that he's going to be up and down this entire year. Uh, the the beat, the Bears haven't sold me. Haven't I haven't been sold on the Bears? Uh, their defense I'm sold on, but their their inability to cons- to score consistently um, really affects how I how I pick with these teams. And so I'm going to roll with the Titans. I'm going to roll with these guys. Uh, Twenty eight to fourteen. Yeah, Jerome. But remember last time you told me that you were sold on Nick Foles because of that speech. Man, you know <laughs> he did. He, he put the Rocky Balboa speech out. You know I thought he was going you know get it done. We saw him, you know, do it before in the past, but we have to realize that this is a completely different team, completely different atmosphere, um, and really just the overall structure of, of how things are going right now is, is completely different. So um, I, I have to roll with the, with the Tennessee Titans in this one. The Bears on offense, they're averaging a mere 19.7 points per game. That's not going to get it done, even though their defense has been dominant Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, Kyle Fuller, and even in the middle of Keem Hicks, those guys, Roquan Smith, they have kept the Chicago Bears in these games, and they are probably the sole reason as to why they're 5-3 and three and above that 500 mark. But even though they are a strong, dominant side, I don't think they have enough offensively to hang with the Tennessee Titans because this is a very efficient offense led by Arthur Smith, Ryan Tannehill, and company Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, you know he gets stronger as that game goes on. So while the Bears may bottle him up in the first half, as the third and fourth quarter come around, Derrick Henry will only get stronger and more difficult to bring to the turf. So I'll take the Titans in a close game, 24-17, to 
I just can't see Chicago generating enough offense to hang with Tennessee and to eventually come away with the victory. So I'll go with Tennessee as well. Now the Lions and Vikings, this is another NFC North Divisional game, Jarrell. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. They came out, they got a win over Green Bay. Maybe they're starting to catch a little bit of rhythm offensively. Kirk Cousins, of course, Dalvin Cook is now back in action, scoring four total touchdowns with over 200 yards of offense. The Lions were headed in the right direction until last week. They got completely demoralized by the Indianapolis Colts by 20-plus points. I will take Minnesota to win this game at home 30-27. to yeah, I like the uh, I like the Vikings too, man. Um, they got their formula together. They got Dalvin Cook the football. They realized that they got to get the playmakers the football. They got to keep the guys happy out there. And so, uh, four touchdowns is a good way to get these guys rolling into next week. And and I really like the Vikings and what they've been able to do over the last couple of weeks. It seems that they've traded away so many big time players, um, but they've still been they've still been competing defensively and offensively. They got things going last week, so I'm really excited about the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I'm going to take these guys in a score of 31 to 27. Panthers at Chiefs. Panthers they. Had a promising start under Matt Rule. Now they're 3-5, and five, the Chiefs 7-1. and one. And it seems like the Chiefs have become an afterthought because Pittsburgh is the hot team right now. Everybody's talking about Pittsburgh being undefeated, but the Chiefs are 7-1, and one, and they're still a darn good team. So this is a KC team that you better believe has a chip on their shoulders as they continue on into this season trying to defend that Lombardi trophy. I believe they will come out and win in dominant fashion over a young Carolina Panthers team. They're going to be at Arrowhead. Give me KC 34-17. Patrick Mahomes in that offense, they're still high-flying. Carolina's secondary, they just got ripped apart by the Atlanta Falcons last Thursday night. It's going to get uglier for them against Kansas City. I just don't envision them losing this game. No, I think the Chiefs are going to come out and, and really start to get themselves rolling towards the playoffs. I know it's a little bit early, but we're talking about uh, that the guys are 7-1. and one. Uh, Andy Reid's got these guys playing. I think in this game, they're going to try to find a way to establish Le'Veon Bell. They have to get this guy some confidence moving forward, especially um, if they want to continue to, to compete uh, as far as the AFC is concerned. And so I'm just really excited about the Chiefs and what they have to offer. And I think these guys are going to come out and I, and I have them winning 34 to 10. Texans, Jaguars, Jarrell, both teams, one in six. Houston coming off that bye week. This is going to be a fun one because Jaguars six-round quarterback Jake Luton will make his NFL debut over the bye week. It was discovered that Gardner Minshew was dealing with a hand injury that he played with for several weeks. Did not tell the Jacksonville medical staff until the bye week. He has a couple of fractures, so they're going to go with Jake Laton. All right, a guy that came from Oregon State. He threw for over 4,300 yards and a 38-7 to touchdown to interception ratio in his final two years at Corvallis. So, Jarrell, are you going to roll with the Luton train here in Jacksonville or are you going to go with the Houston Texans? Man, I'm going to roll with Deshaun Watson, man. Come on now. I'm going to roll Come with Come on, man. Luton. You got to go man, with no, Luton. Hey, look, Big Ton, Little Ton, Jake Laton, uh, Just Don. Look, I don't care, man. I'm going to roll with, with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans uh, just to get this win, man. It's a division game. They have to find a way to, uh, to, to, to lighten up their season somehow. Um, so I have these guys winning. Um, and a score 31 to 14. As much as I want to go with Jake Laton, right, with a big upset, and who knows, he could set the world on fire on Sunday, man. You just don't know, right? But yeah, I'm gonna go with Take the I'm gonna go with the proven commodity, Deshaun Watson. Houston wins 28 to 20 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully, it's a fun game. Time will tell. Now we'll get to another big-time matchup out of the AFC that could have implications for AFC seeding in the playoffs, Jarrell. Baltimore Ravens, 5-2. Indianapolis Colts, 5-2. Ravens coming off that tight loss to the Steelers. Colts coming off that big win over the Lions. Now there are some more COVID-related issues with this matchup coming from Baltimore they could be without Marlon Humphrey because he tested positive for COVID-19. And 
Baltimore went to play seven players on the reserve COVID-19 list due to being close contacts to Marlon Humphrey. Those players are Matthew Judon, Patrick Queen, Deshaun Elliott, LJ Fort, Malik Harrison, Terrell Bonds, and Tyus Bowser. Terrell, there's about one, two, three, four, four starters Five starters, including Marlon Humphrey, on the reserve list. So there is a chance that those players can be cleared in time for Sunday's game. But they're going to have to pass those tests over the weekend. We will see what happens. But clearly, there's some things up in the air for the Baltimore Ravens. But even with that being said, I'm actually going to take the Colts to win this game. They're going to be at home. They continue to be dominant in the trenches, led by Quentin Nelson, Anthony Costanzo, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines coming up with that big game. And defensively, we all know that they are one of the better defenses in the NFL, especially now with Darius Leonard back in the fold. I'll take Indianapolis to win this game 27-23. I'm rolling with the Baltimore Ravens in this one. Um, We're talking about the turf field. I'm giving Lamar Jackson the fast track to get back on track. I know they, the boys lost last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I really like these guys to get back on track against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, we're talking about uh, that. We, we might see a Des Bryant signing. We might. We might not. I'm not sure yet. But I'm very excited about you know what these guys are, are going to be doing moving forward. Um, I think these guys get back on track, man. Um, all the guys that they have on the COVID list, they'll find some way to get the pot, uh, to get the negative test before the game. It's always happening in the in the field of sports where these guys find some way to get the two negative tests back-to-back. And um, I just think that they'll they'll find they'll find a way to get on the field. So I'm rolling with the Baltimore Ravens in this one. I think that these guys are going to get themselves back on track and, and, and sitting atop the, the, of the AFC. So I'm going to roll with these guys um, in a big-time score, 38-24. to 24. All righty. I'm going Indy. You're going with Baltimore. Next game, Seahawks-Bills, another Nice showdown matchup on Fox. Seattle 6-1, Buffalo 6-2. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to win this game. I know Seattle's defense still has a long ways to go, but I will say this. They are going to get Jamal Adams back in the fold, who's missed the last three to four weeks with that groin injury. And the Bills, they've kind of hit a little bit of a wall, Jarrell. Offensively, Josh Allen has been, considering the hot start he got off to, he has been a little underwhelming. Buffalo's defense still has not answered any of those gaping questions that they have, especially in the secondary. Russell Wilson, I will take him to win any day, any time. Seattle, 31-26 over the Bills. Man, this is I actually think this is going to be a shootout with you. I think uh, up until this point, the Buffalo Bills have struggled offensively, but I think they're going to come out with their best offensive performance. So I actually look for a very highly uh, competitive game up into the fourth quarter. And I, I but I'm but I'm going to roll with the Seattle Seahawks, man. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to find some type of way to squeeze out a, a late game field goal or uh, or just Russell Wilson doing what Russell Wilson does. Um, but I'm actually going to give these guys uh, 42 to 37, man. I think it's going to be that high of a scoring game. Okay, we will see. Broncos at Falcons. Next game on the slate. Denver coming back from that big deficit against the Chargers. Everybody was ready to bury Drew Locke when they went down 24-3 last week. However, Locke and the Broncos mounted an impressive comeback. And he ended up hitting K.J. Hamler for a game-winning touchdown as the clock expired for a 31-30 victory. I'm going to take the Broncos here to carry over last game's momentum, Jarrell, and get the win against the Atlanta Falcons. I know Atlanta, though, they're starting to find who they are. Raheem Morris, you got to give him credit, the interim head coach, for getting this team playing hard, rallying around him. This is a game that will come down to the final minutes of the fourth quarter, but Denver... I will roll with them 26-21. to 21. I expect a better outing from that Broncos defense this time around. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Denver as well, man. I think Phillip Lindsay and these guys are going to be rolling. Uh, they got some things going last week uh, with the run game. They've been highly competitive over the last couple weeks. Um, but I'm going to roll with these guys uh, in a score of 27-21. Uh, to 21. 
Raiders at Chargers, and man, those Chargers, they do not know how to win a game in the clutch. They had a huge lead. I believe they're the Falcons of the AFC. They had a stat out there where they've blown multiple games with at least a 15-point lead this season. So another team that has all the talent, Jarrell. We've talked a lot about the Los Angeles Chargers on the podcast, but they just cannot get the job done. They're going to host the Las Vegas Raiders team that's coming off a victory over the Cleveland Browns, a very physical smash-mouth team that John Gruden possesses. But even though the Chargers have been letting their fan base down, I'm going to still stick with them. I'll take the Chargers 30-23 to only because of Justin Herbert and the way he has played. He's thrown 14 touchdowns and just three interceptions and five starts up to this point. I know the Raiders are a dangerous squad as well, and it's going to be a good game. But right now, there needs to be desperation from that Chargers team because if they drop this game, Jarrell, I think they can pretty much say farewell to a potential playoff spot. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Chargers as well, man. I think they find a way to squeeze out this game. Um, They're going to be highly competitive and highly contested. uh, And I just think that the Chargers are going to find a way to get a late game field goal. And I like them to squeeze out this game. I'm going to go in a a score of uh, 31 to 29. Next game here, a bloodbath in the making. The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Dallas Cowboys. More headlines there in Dallas. Rookie Ben DiNucci will not start against the Steelers. And here's why. Well, Andy Dalton, who is supposed to start, he tested positive for COVID. And he was placed on the COVID-19 list yesterday. So he is not available to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Reports out of Dallas say that they will start either Garrett Gilbert, who they signed off the Browns practice squad a couple of weeks ago, or Cooper Rush, who they added to their practice squad last week. And of course, he spent three seasons with the Dallas Cowboys before being cut and signed with the Giants. He's now back in Dallas. We all know this game's going to get ugly relatively quick, Jarrell. Pittsburgh, they're going to go in there and they're going to win this one with ease. They'll probably bench their starters at halftime. I'll give Pittsburgh the win 34-10 over the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, man, we have the exact same score, bro. I I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to dominate the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I just don't see any chance of the Cowboys being competitive in this match at all. And so I really like the the Pittsburgh Steelers to come in and just dominate 34-10. Dolphins at Cardinals, Jarrell. This is a matchup that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Kyler Murray, Tua making that second consecutive debut. We know he didn't do much against the Los Angeles Rams because that defense from Miami, they have been dominant this far. Man, I can't wait to see how this one unfolds. Arizona, clearly they're the real deal at 5-2. Who are you going to roll with here? Bro, this is a very this is a very intriguing matchup, man. Um, Toa last week really really showed that he can carry the football team. This defense showed, man. My man Shaq was out there balling. Um, they were they were all over the place, man. Um, I, I think just for me, I'm just gonna roll with the Kyler Murray train. I'm gonna roll with the D Hop train, Larry Fitzgerald. I just think that they have too many weapons offensively. Uh, to go out there and allow the, the the Miami Dolphins to just sneak up and get themselves a win, um, so I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with the Cardinals actually um, in a score of 28 to 20. I'm gonna take the Cardinals as well. I really like what the Dolphins are doing. Again, I've spoken very highly of this Dolphins team since the season began. I have them finishing nine and seven and getting in the playoffs, but right now playing on the road in Arizona. Kyler Murray is playing at a high level, and while I do think Miami's defense is going to have some success here, I'm not going to trust Tua in his second start to do enough offensively. The Cardinals are getting reinforcements, activating their starting safety, Jalen Thompson from injured reserve today, so he will be back in the fold. Buda Baker, I think that defense is going to create some turnovers from Tua trying to get correlated with the NFL tempo. So I'll take Arizona to win this game 29-17 over the Miami Dolphins. And that leads us to the nightcap, the game that all of us have circled on the calendar, Brady versus Breeze. Saints, Buccaneers, Jarrell. Antonio Brown is set to make his team debut for Tampa Bay. We know how this game went in week one. New Orleans took it. Buccaneers, they know they need to win this game because 
the interdivisional record could eventually determine which team has the higher playoff seed and who wins the division, Terrell. So who are you going to take here? Are you going to go with Drew Brees and the Saints or Tom Brady and the Buccaneers? Man, I'm going to roll with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, man. We're talking about A.B. on one side, Michael Evans on the other side. Uh, we got little Scotty Miller working the slot, like Rob Gronkowski running down the seam and Leonard Fournette getting the ball in the backfield. Like, this is, like, this is the dream that Tom Brady was talking about having the receivers, the big-time guys. And so we're, I'm excited to see these guys compete. Um, the only chance that the New Orleans Saints have is if Michael Thomas has a chance to play. I think defensively they're going to try to make it competitive in the first half. But Tom Brady, once he makes his halftime adjustments like he always does, will find a way to, to take off in the, in the second half and be dominant um, in the closing stretches. And so I'm going to roll with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think these guys really find a way to get it done. Uh, and they and they and they find a way to really uh, solidify themselves in that AFC in that NFC South, excuse me. Um, and I'm going to roll with them, 34 to 20. I took the Saints to win Week One, and they got the victory this time around. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. I cannot see Tom Brady dropping this matchup, a pivotal one that is in Week Nine of the NFL season. Despite that performance against the Giants, they looked a little out of sorts and give credit to New York because they really flustered Tom Brady, but they're going to have Antonio Brown back and he is going to be a big difference maker. I can tell you that right now. And Chris Godwin, the other high profile wide receiver, he is considered a game time decision, so they could have him back in the fold as well. Michael Thomas should also be back as well for the New Orleans Saints. So this is going to be an intriguing matchup. But I will take Tampa to win 34-26, Jarrell. This is a game that I envision being relatively high scoring. At the end of the day, this Tampa Bay defense will end up winning this game, limiting Drew Brees in that Saints offense. Yeah, I just like this Tampa Bay defense. Um, Whitfield Jr. has been all over the place. Uh, I like Sue. I like the addition of Steve McClendon. Uh, these guys are going to be highly competitive out there. Uh, if they can run the football, that's going to be the tough tap. That's going to be the tail. Um, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks have been the number one rush defense in the league, and these guys will continue to do uh, what they do. And so I- I'm excited to see this guy, these guys uh, compete on Sunday. And I think that uh, it's going to be more of a game that's going to be won through the air, uh, more so than on the ground. Yes, indeed. And we'll see how the rushing attacks, Alvin Kamara, we know the type of dual threat he is as a receiver and a runner. And then for Tampa, Leonard Fournette to go along with Ronald Jones. This is a star-studded matchup, perfect for prime time. Looking forward to seeing that. We're both going with Tampa, though. It's going to be a fun one to watch either way. And then to close out Week 9, and it couldn't be a worse matchup. So we go from peaking high on Sunday night to going very low in the valleys, Jarrell. Patriots and the Jets on Monday Night Football. The Jets are still winless. New England coming off another tight loss. This could be a snoozer. We will see. But Jarrell, are you going to go with New England or are you going to go with Adam Gase and the New York Jets? Come on now, man. You know I'm rolling with the Pats. Uh, Bill done had this circled on his calendar since week one. This is the game of all games. I'm just joking. Uh, (laughs) I'm rolling with the Pats, man. Um, I just think that these guys are going to come out. Uh, they have to get a win under their belt. They've struggled over the last couple of weeks. Um, essentially, really, uh, lack of ball security late in the game uh, with Cam Newton and, and uh, against the Bills uh, really has uh, has really put a stop to uh, their season. And they have to find some ways. They have to find ways to score offensively. Um, but I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with the Pats here. I think these guys are going to be dominant in the game, uh, 34 to 10. Not so fast. I'm picking the Jets to lose. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm picking the Jets to lose here. I almost had you, man. I almost had you. I think I, like uh, <laughs> I think the Patriots are going to win this game 
20 to 13, so I think it may be a little close. The Jets, to their credit, showed a little bit of fight against Kansas City. They hung in there for two and a half quarters. They're at home. The Patriots offensively, they don't have much firepower. Cam Newton's still trying to find himself. So it could be a little bit of a slugfest in the trenches, but... At the end of the day, New England is going to win this game. The Jets are going to fall to 0-9. And the Patriots will get that much-needed victory to get them back to their winning ways. Cam Newton over the Jets. It's not even a question, all right? And especially after we hear that Sam Darnold re-aggravated that shoulder injury. Poor guy. I mean, he continues to play out there. And it's pretty much pointless at this time, Jarrell. The Jets, Adam Gase, you know what it is. So the Patriots will win that game on Monday Night Football. That is the final matchup of Week 9. In a week that there are many intriguing matchups. Ones that we look forward to watching. So again, Jarrell, I appreciate you as always joining the podcast. We have it for you all every Wednesday morning. We get them uploaded in the afternoon and we have all kinds of good stuff to listen in. So thanks again to all of you out there who took the time to listen in to today's podcast. And Jarrell, I hope you have a great rest of the day. I appreciate everything, bro. I'm always excited about being on the show, um, getting a chance to talk about football. We got so many great games slated this week. Um, Continue to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Check out my podcast, Cut the Check podcast. Uh, Me and Isaac will be live tomorrow night. Um, And so we're very excited about having your continued support. And uh, let's get it going. That's right. Well, I will be joining the Cut the Check podcast tonight. Looking forward to seeing you all out there. We'll be posting the link this afternoon to see how you can be involved in that so that should be another good thing that will be brewing here but until then Jarrell take care man stay safe and God bless yes sir appreciate it you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need Viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.